Today, you'll meet a client of Jim's who went from virtually broke to having the number one most discussed coffee brand online. This coffee is also now one of the top selling private label products to ever appear on Amazon. Mmm, now that's one good cup of coffee. Grab yourself a cup and enjoy this episode where Jim has a very caffeinated chat with Mike of PickMikeBrown.com, the founder of Death Wish Coffee. Oh, man, I love doing this show. So glad you've joined us for another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and today I think you're really going to like the topic. Now, you've heard me talk about this guy a couple times on some of the other podcast episodes. I told you a bit about his story, but I think you're going to really like actually hearing from the man himself. Now, this is another one of those episodes where we recorded it in front of a live audience and the audio isn't great. So I apologize in advance for that. But hopefully the content is so cool that you'll enjoy hearing it, even though the audio isn't perfect. So we cleaned it up as best we could. But basically, this is Mike Brown of Death Wish Coffee that I'm spending time with today. And just as the title of this episode hinted at, he got his message in front of 115 million people. Yes, you heard that number correctly. 115 million people without spending a dime There's some real valuable lessons in what we did to help his business get to where it was getting the attention of some of the biggest media outlets in the world. And he's gone from having a little coffee brand at a little coffee shop that was going out of business to having a national brand. This is one of those really exciting success stories with all kinds of lessons and inspiration. I hope you enjoy spending a few minutes with Mike and I as we were on stage at a recent event, basically sharing our story in front of a lot of people who are in our community. It was actually filmed live in front of the audience that attended our CES event, the one from 2015, excuse me, 2016 that occurred in Nashville, Tennessee. That's our big annual event. Hey, if you want information about our annual events, just keep an eye out at jimcockramevents.com and we will keep you informed on what's coming up and what's going on and videos from our past events, that sort of thing. But hey, let's jump into this recorded session between Mike Brown and I where we dug into his business a little bit. Now, you're going to hear us mention a good handful of images in this discussion because we had some screens with us in front of the live audience, and we were able to show some things on the screen. Well, what we're going to do in the show notes, if you go to silentgym.com and reference this particular episode, In the show notes, we'll have links to all the images and the other material that we talked about so you can access everything and you're not missing out on some of that cool stuff. All right, so without any further ado, here is a conversation I had recently with uh, Mr. Mike Brown. Enjoy. Well, hey, let's get into the, uh, the fun part of the day for me. I've been looking forward to this. When this event was on my calendar, I circled this uh, because we got someone in our community who has basically become, as I posted on Facebook this morning, if you didn't see it, the number one private label success story in the history of Amazon. And he's from our community. Is that pretty cool? That's pretty cool, right? And last year, almost exactly a year ago, stood up on this stage and I pointed at Mike and I said, let's win that Super Bowl ad, buddy. And guess what? You guys made it happen. It's a lot of stuff that Mike did. I did very little. Other communities helped out. You guys did that. You guys made that happen. How many of you voted? Stand up and take a look back here, Mike, just real quick, because I'm going to do something you're going to like. How many of you guys voted? 
How many of you guys voted more than 100 times? Keep them up, seriously, because you could vote once a, once a day, right? I would say a lot of us voted probably 50, 100 times. Dude, that's cool, right? Let's get Mike up here and just chat for a while. What do you say? Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. That really meant the world to me and my business and my team. It's been a crazy year since then. Yeah, I can't wait to tell everyone about it. But thank you. How, how about we show the commercial and then you and I just chat for a few minutes. You guys yeah. want to see it? You guys, you guys, have a seat, man. Have a seat. Make yourself at home. The day of reckoning is upon us. My brothers, what is life if not to die a glorious death? Fear not, for tonight we drink in the halls of Valhalla. Death Wish Coffee, fiercely caffeinated. Intuit QuickBooks is proud to put a small business on today's game. I'm getting emotional for some reason, man. That's so cool. How much did you spend to make that commercial again? Tell me. Uh, not much. Close to zero dollars. <laughs> That's a fun. Guys, let's put some perspective on this. They spent, Intuit spent five million plus dollars and flew everyone to New Zealand? Uh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Put all those guys on an airplane, so you got to hang out with a bunch of Viking um, actors. Yeah, all those Vi Vikings were from the area in the Czech Republic. Well, we were in Prague, and we filmed that commercial in a warehouse about this size, and they actually built that Viking ship. It was, it was a real ship. They built it in about two days. Um, filmed for two days and then they tore it down. But yeah, it was an experience like no other. They you know, flew me out there first class and people working on the commercial were the same people that worked on Pirates of the Caribbean and Benjamin Button. And a lot of those Vikings were in that, uh, the television show Vikings. So it was a neat kind of rubbing shoulders with those guys. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I'm sure you probably know this, maybe they don't. But the largest television history in the history of television watched that Super Bowl. Was it 114, 15 million, something like that, were tuned in at the time of his commercial. So did that have a positive impact on your business? <laughs> a bit, uh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. So Intuit actually flew, flew my team and I out to San Francisco and put us in the penthouse of this giant building overlooking the bay for the Super Bowl party and we set up our war room where we had all our computers set up and you know when that commercial went live we watched the traffic from our website go from I think we had like 200 people on it all the way up to 115,000 people um, within 10 minutes um, and then from there you know it, it's leveled out but business was crazy <laughs> um, but it went pretty smooth we actually had um, we had about two months to prepare, and you know, I tried reading every case study I could find, but there really was no case studies out there like about how a Super Bowl commercial could affect a small business of only 11 people. Um, the, the smallest business in the history of Super Bowl advertising to have a commercial on the Super Bowl, another record, right? How cool is that one? But yeah, that, we, we handled it well. Our website didn't crash, which was our main concern. Uh, we had enough inventory on our inventory channels. 
Um, we were working with Amazon the entire time. And I think they even put us on their front page the day of the game because they knew. We, we talked to them and they knew that the commercial was going to happen. So everything went real smooth, actually. Hey, Trey, come back up here. Can I get a selfie with you so everyone knows that we know each other? Is that cool? <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm just so proud of this guy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Think it's been well, four years ago. Four years. I don't know if everyone knows how Jim and I met, but go ahead. I think it was four, four or five years ago. I picked up a copy of his book, um, Free Marketing, and I read through it. And, and at the time, I wasn't doing so hot. My business was actually failing. And I think that was my big, biggest, biggest fear in life is to be a failure. Weren't you about to move back in with your mom? I, have, I was. I was living with my mom at behind 30, her right? Yeah, at 30, behind her garage. That was, that was humbling. But I was reading Jim's book, and I was reading a lot of books at the time, um, trying to make something in business work, and nothing was working until I started reading his book. And I started doing you know, some of the steps that were in there, and they were easy to do, they were free, and they just worked. And I was like, wow, I need to reach out to, I need to reach out to this guy. So I wrote him an email, and I said, Jim, I can't believe it. I forgot exactly what that email said, but it was something along the lines of, Oh, I've got it memorized and framed. If you want to <laughs> I think I made. Like, I had like my first like four hundred dollar hour, and it, uh, and at the time my coffee shop we were hardly making four dollars a day. I made four hundred dollars in an hour. I was like, thank you so much. This is amazing. And he called me up and he's like, hey, we should hop on a call. And I'm like, I can't believe he's reached. He actually responded. Um, but yeah, he responded, and that's how the business really got started. I started using all the strategies that he taught in that book in my business and that's a book that I, I, I reread every year and every year I read it there's still things I can do and they're free which is great and they work so <laughs> wow thanks dude I didn't know you were going to talk about that that's pretty cool um the free marketing book was that's a 2011 book I, ha I saw one person here with a copy of it I, have, I don't even talk about it anymore but it it does have a lot of great stuff in there. I spent the whole year of 2010 writing that book. It was a labor of love. I had entrepreneurs in mind. I didn't make, I've made very little, basically I've made no money. What am I saying? Because all the books proceeds went to my buddy, Kevin, who runs a, a ministry in Detroit. So I haven't made a dime on that book ever. Like even the advance that the publisher gave me. I made a lot. But you did all right. <laughs> so we're gonna have to talk. But I'm just, I, I feel so humble. Can we throw, hey, you got those slides ready, Travis? I was going to throw a couple slides up. Just a couple slides when you guys are ready. No rush. Oh, there we go. So this, that is, if you go to Intuit's website right now, I just, I owe you a huge thank you, buddy. And that's what I'm trying to do with this one slide. Let me explain what's happening. This is, if you go to Intuit.com, if you just Google small business, big game, Intuit, you'll see this page. It's got at the top Mike's team and congratulations, they've just won the Super Bowl. That's how they announced it. And you scroll down the page just a couple inches, and they asked Mike to name his inspiration. And guys, he did not owe me this. And he said, Jim, what, what do you want me to post up there? And I said, dude, if you posted a picture of Silent Sales Machine, I'd do backflips. And he said, done. And they grabbed the version 8 copy, but I don't care. I don't care. That, so my version 9 is yellow. I'm writing version 10 now. I mean, we keep updating it. But dude, are you kidding me? My sales on that book have just been, I've been a, a top five seller in e-commerce on Amazon for basically since you did that for me. 
Thank you. That's huge. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, this is how it's supposed to work, man. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's it's a mutually beneficial. And that's what I love about business relationships is it, it draws you into friendships that you might not have ever had. Because if you hadn't noticed, you know, we're two pretty different fellas, but we couldn't be better friends. He can call me anytime. You sent me a text the night of the Super Bowl. I was there with some friends that didn't, I'm like, hey, my uh, friend is, there's only about eight of us at the house, and none of them know what I do for a living. It's some neighborhood friends. That's why I watched the Super Bowl. And I said, hey, a buddy of mine's going to be in the third quarter and have a, ha actually have a commercial. I'm like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, you know a guy who know a guy who knows a guy who helped make the commercial is what you're really saying, right? Like, no, seriously. <laughs> Listen, you know, I know that, and then he sent me a text. And I showed everybody. I'm like, look, see, see? <laughs> He, he, he was in, uh, I, I don't remember, I've got to do a screenshot of that text before I lose it, because it means that much to me, man. Uh, he, he said something like, I'm in San Francisco, I'm on this beautiful hotel looking out over the water, the commercial just showed, looking out over the city, and I wish you were here. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? I couldn't be more proud of you, man. And, you're, <laughs> and he's such a humble dude, he's still including the people who have helped him get there. It's not just me, it was all of you guys he sent that text to that night. It's all of you guys that he was thanking when he came to me and said, how can I reward this community? And he stayed humble and he stayed grateful. I'm, I'm just so proud of him, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and this community, this community is where it's, it's all started and the, the intelligence of everyone here, I swear everyone here is so smart. And the mastermind group I was in with Jim and boy, it was, it was a great mastermind we were in. I learned so much from everyone. Everyone in there has done amazing things. And I, I, I would love to kind of go back to my business and I would tell everyone, I'd brag about the amazing things everyone was doing. Jason and Dan and Eric and... Yeah, just a Linda. great group. It, it, so many of them have done such great things. And we've, I've only done that one time. It took a lot of time and effort and energy and commitment from all of us. And it, was, it turned out great. I may do it again sometime. But um, I remember in the mastermind meeting in Indianapolis, uh, there, there's 12 of us there. And you were just agonizing over your decision to invest in, uh, what was it, your first roaster, right? Yeah. You're like, guys, I, I'm thinking about buying a roaster and roasting my own meat. I don't know, should I? I'm trying to do the math. And we pounded through some math with you and thought it through. And he's like, all right, I think I'm going to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, I love digging into businesses. Um, and not everyone's going to get a Super Bowl ad and be famous and on Forbes. And uh, show that next slide, guys. Now, did you Photoshop this one or... <laughs> Is that actually happening? Are you do Photoshop or is that real? That's real. Well, it's going to be real. It's real. <laughs> That's a NASCAR, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a Dover. Are you Dover. kidding me? It's going to be in Dover in a couple weeks. October 2nd. October 2nd. What driver is that? I don't know NASCAR. Um, that's Ty Dillon. That's Richard Childress's grandson. Uh, they invited me down last week, actually. I played in a basketball tournament with uh, Ty and Austin, his brother, they're both, uh, they're both in one of the top drivers in NASCAR. Um, and Richard Childress is a legend and he invited me down and just, just the relationships and going around and talking to people. I'm, I met him through another friend who I met through another friend. And it's, if you just get out there and just talk, 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 talk to people, that's crazy. The connections you can make and relationships, man. I mean, it, it may seem like, ah, eh, relationships, whatever. It's, this is the internet. I should be able to do this just, you know, pressing buttons on my keyboard. But no, that's one of the things we pounded into Mike. We pound, I pounded into you guys as often as I can. I've literally opened every conference, CES conference, by saying something about relationships and how important they are. Getting to know people. 
That's the, I believe that's the reason business was even given to us by God, was so that we'd have more relationships, right? So you can't have a successful business without relationships. Um, just to, to quote one of my mentors, paraphrased, your capacity for success is directly tied to how many people could, you could call at three in the morning and they'd pick up the phone and say, I'm there for you. How many people are on that list? Like, I want to see the list of names. And the bigger that list gets, the more capacity you have for success in life, financially and otherwise. Right? So that's what this is all about, relationships. How many of you guys would pick up the phone if Mike called you at 3 in the morning and said, hey, I could use a favor. Let's see some hands. How many of you would pick up the phone and say, yeah, I'll help you out. There you go. See? And you haven't even met a lot of these guys, right? That's right. I so haven't. how many of you guys drink Death Wish coffee? Let's see some hands. Dude, uh, there's a few. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's going to be a he. He already is a household name. Death Wish Coffee is a household name, guys. It's recognized around the world. My parents drink it and love it. They drink it all the time. But what else do you want to hey, share? Some business ideas or strategies or other lessons you've learned. I mean, we haven't talked in person since the last CES, basically, when we've texted and got on the phone a couple times. But you know, what else has happened? Fill us in on what else has happened. Some lessons, maybe. Yeah, um, so I mean, this has been probably my most crazy year by far. There was a Super Bowl commercial. Um, we actually put out our first comic book, um, which was just kind of right out in left field. But uh, we we're trying to get into the comic book community. Um, so we we're attending different Comic Cons, and it's a really passionate market. And that's what we try to find. We try to find audiences with a lot of passion, um, which is why we're moving into NASCAR. Like, their, their fans are loyal and you know, pretty much they're what we're all about. Like with Death Wish Coffee, you know, our, our tagline is fueled by death, um, which basically means we want to fuel people's passion. You know, we want to fuel, we want to be their fuel for, for them to do what they love. Um, so that's what we do. We, we look for those markets to move into. Um, we actually just got announced that we're going to be the official coffee of New York Comic Con, which is cool. And yeah, I don't know if I was supposed to tell anybody that yet, but... <laughs> Don't film that part. <laughs> I think kind of like one of the biggest, well, my business has changed so much recently, but one of the things I, I, I try to stay focused on, and I think this is the most important part, is your, your customer um, and customer satisfaction. I know we all sell, we all have customers here. Um, I know we all sell different products. Sometimes it's um, a private label product. Sometimes it's someone else's product, but customer service is by far where our focus is all of the time you know we're trying to provide more value than the next more value than the next company um every time over over delivering um we just try to i don't know plus one everything let me ask you about your email marketing i haven't touched space with you on that in a while are you doing it how's it going so yeah our email marketing we have a weekly newsletter we always try to have a deal or something going on every week. You know, it's we want we we've been consistent with that for about four years, and we're always building our mailing list. It's our most valuable asset, um, and we're very protective over it. Do you hear that? <laughs> most valuable asset isn't his coffee or his brand or him. It's his list. It's the list. It's I've pounded that into this community's head for years because it's so true the most valuable asset you will ever have is a list of people that can't wait to hear from you you'll never have a better business asset so that's one of the reasons why us as amazon sellers and you guys and we're, I, the thing i'm always trying to 
get in, get into it, keep us thinking about, get into our heads is, okay, where's my list? Where's my community? Because Amazon doesn't let us do a lot of that, right? Well, Brett's figured out a great way to do that. He's growing a mailing list and using Amazon at the same time without violating Amazon policy. There's ways to do it, guys. But the list is the best asset he has. It's the best asset I have. Any serious internet marketer, online business person will tell you the same thing. The list is where it's at. Because if you guys can't wait to hear from me and I keep delivering good stuff, that's a great asset, right? So you just heard it from Mike as well. How big is your list now? Um, it's around maybe 400,000. Not bad. I'd like it, to but see it's not it just bigger. random people. It's 400,000 people who drink coffee, who drink strong coffee, who like to purchase things on the internet, and yeah, who are waiting. They're waiting every week to hear from us. And I remember talking you into email, dude. You're like, email? Yeah. It's social media. It, it was uncomfortable day, at first. Yeah, it was, a, it was a transition. that thousands of people are going to read, and you're like, oh, should I really send this? And, but I, I didn't know what you were going, I don't know what you're gonna, how you're going to answer this question. Um, I could be surprised by your answer, but compared to posting something on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, you know, and you guys have, you guys were, I saw an article, the most social media active brand of coffee in the world. So cool. I mean, just imagine a room full of seven figure or probably mid six figure executives who went to Harvard and Yale and they're sitting around Maxwell house and Folger have this big conference room and they're and their boss is saying, um, half you guys are fired right now. <laughs> Did you see the Super Bowl commercial? This guy's kicking our butt on social media. He has a team of like three people and we pay you guys millions and you can't even keep up what's going on. Right? So you're putting the pressure on, but my question, what's more effective for you, those social media interactions or, Email, like if you wanted to go make $5,000 right now and you had to pick between the two, which one would you do? Well, first off, it's mostly my team and not me that, that are doing all those social media posts. I don't want to take credit for it because they're, they're, oh, they're, they're awesome. awesome. You've got they're an awesome creative. team, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if I was going to make $5,000, uh, I would, yeah, email is the way. Email is definitely the way. Social media posts have, the interaction's good, but they don't drive tons of traffic to your site and the best site. use of social media is to build your email list exactly that's been my theory for a decade no one's proven me wrong yet i will debate anybody put anyone up on this stage if you're using social media good for you that's awesome mike's killing it on social media and you're hearing from him email trumps and that that's the ultimate goal because instagram they're here for a minute and gone facebook i don't know if you knew this or not but just like eBay, PayPal, Google, Amazon, Facebook could decide one day, some 22 year old sitting in the corner office like, I don't like you guys anymore. You're too controversial. Guess what? Your group is gone. If you have an email list, however, and it's backed up, which I learned that lesson the hard way about nine years ago, I spent two sleepless nights because my subscriber list went from, I think it was around 10,000 to zero when I logged in, I had no backup. I was panicking, but so there's your lesson. If you've got that asset and you're backing it up, no one can take that from you. No one can take away from you a, a large group of people who can't wait to hear from you and hear what you have to say next, right? Any other lessons, anything else come to mind you want to share with everyone? Um, I mean, I'd say diversify too, as much as possible. I mean, if you're only on Amazon, you might want to think about just playing around the other platforms, starting your own website. Uh, Shopify is pretty good. I've been using that for a while. It's pretty easy to use. It's not too expensive. 
um, because I don't know about you guys, but my products get kicked off of Amazon all the time and it takes me forever to get back up. And that's actually a problem I'm dealing with right now. And even, even as big as we are, you know, we can be a top seller on Amazon. They'll still, it's just blips in their system. Um, you can, you can lose your product listing in a second. Man, that's awesome. Does, uh, do we have a mic that we can run to the audience with the last couple minutes we have here? It, wave at me if we can get that. Cause I want to see if anybody has a question for Mike, like Jim, you forgot to ask him this, this is our chance. So wave at us real big. We're going to have a live mic in here. Just like anybody, we've got one way in the back. You see him over there, Nathan, or if you got a question, ask it on your way. Cats on our way. Thanks cat. Look at him running, man. Cats fast. Oh, yeah. She should have played basketball with us last night, guys. Cat just was like, <laughs> are you making model cars of your uh, car yet? Your NASCAR? Oh, yeah, actually, I just got that email this morning. I think we're going to do about a 1,000 of those die-cast ones. I want one. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I want definitely. the wholesale account. <laughs> okay. she, wants to, she wants to sell it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should have an auction. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I should get more than 1,000. <laughs> All right, next question here. Other questions? There we go. Hey, Mike. Um, so you talked about the email list growing was, was really pivotal for you. Can you tell us how did you get that started and building? What can you, some key thing that you did? Before the Super Bowl ad, you mean, right? <laughs> Boy, I feel like we do, we're always asking people for their email, email address. Um, we have a double opt-in, you know, so we, want, you know, we try to make it legit. People have the option when they buy a product to join our mailing list. And one thing we do is since we run deals every day and you know, we're, we'll run limited products and people will ask us, hey, when is this product coming out? You know, we, we, we suggest that they join the mailing list because they'll have first dibs on all the ex exclusive products. Yeah, I don't know, actually know how it grows that fast. You know, we do a lot of like uh, opt-in campaigns. There's a program called Viral Sweep we use. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like win this, and to, to, to win this product, you can enter by entering your email address. And, um, there's lots of different strategies to use. I don't know if those are the best ones because I guess you really don't want to get customers or you don't want to get mailing list subscribers just to win a prize. You, you want to get the ones that want to be there. So, yeah, I mean, it's always a challenge. And my, my marketing team is constantly going, coming up with strategies to build that list. And we're always actually trimming that list too. MailChimp, as you guys probably know, has um, mailing list subscriber like rating tool where you can see like who your best uh, subscribers are and you can actually get rid of the ones that don't open your email. And that's the way we can keep our costs down as well as keep a very healthy list. And the cost of having a large email list is pretty insignificant. I can't imagine you need to worry about purging your list very often at this point. I've never purged mine. Cause even if someone hasn't opened an email in a year, they might open it. You know, yeah, it's, email, a, it's a battle. It's, it's a battle. so cheap. <laughs> email is just so incredibly cheap. I mean, we pay a few hundred dollars a month to manage a few hundred subscribers or several hundred thousand subscribers. I mean, uh, so it, it's a great investment. And, and the answer to summarize the answer I just heard from you, and it's kind of the same thing I teach is there's no one right way or even five top ways to grow your email list. It's about getting content out there, engaging your audience and at every opportunity saying, hey, by the way, we got an email list. If you want to join it, jump over here, give them a little incentive. But I'll echo what you just said about contests. I've noticed that people who join because there's a prize possibly involved are pretty flaky email subscribers in the end. You don't really get a whole lot out of it. 
you want people who want to be there and can't wait to hear what you have to say next. Did we have another question? Wave at us, somebody. Yeah, if uh, we, Brett, we got one Brett, all the way in the back. That's Brett. Brett, Brett in the back. Hey, Mike, up, you're, you, you're like my hero, man. Um, <laughs> you're my hero. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick question. I'm wondering. So pre Super Bowl ad, um, you had a, you know a top ranked on Amazon uh, grocery item and multiple items on there. I'm wondering, did you, so with your, with your list, did you incentivize them to go over to Amazon and purchase, or was that a natural progression that they started seeking out your coffee on Amazon? That was a natural progression. Yeah, we That's try so not cool. to send people to Amazon, mm -hmm. um, just because we can't capture their information as easily. Um, yeah, but so that was natural, but with that being said, I think, the way Google's worked out right now, like if you type in Deathwish Coffee, Amazon's one of the top, one of the top results. Um, so I think if people go on there organically, most people, I shouldn't say most, some people would go to Amazon over our website. And actually the, the product's a bit cheaper if you get it through Amazon Prime. Okay. If you go to my, if you go to my website, um, you have to pay shipping. Gotcha. It's like six bucks. So consumers are smart. They figure that out. So a lot of people, We'll buy an Amazon. Gotcha. You get a ton of reviews and five star reviews. What? Yeah. Just to give a shout out to uh, that's uh, Seller Labs over there. That's cool. they've built our reviews by thousands and thousands and thousands. Thanks, Jeff um, Cohen. Yeah, I was I was texting Jeff uh, as the Super Bowl was coming up, and I'm like, yeah, he he's all set to get the reviews like uh invites for his product he's like yeah we got him i gave him a ton of credits he's good i'm like all right awesome because i want to make sure the review Man, if you guys don't use that use that product it's fantastic thank you awesome Thanks. brett thank you uh last question we got to wrap it up guys sorry just one more up front and mike's going to be here too hang out with me at the book table during conversation station time if you Absolutely. can okay hey mike um if you were starting over today and you had to pick, say, three marketing methods from Jim's book, 101 Free Marketing Methods, what would you choose? Definitely the email list. That's free and easy. We went over that. Um, reaching out to influencers that helped me out a lot early on. Um, and now it's really just starting to gain momentum. But Jim was like the first one to talk about it um, back in the day where I would just send a bunch of emails out to news reporters, bloggers, the and gatekeeper strategy. You guys have heard me talk about it. Maybe yeah. find yeah. the people who have the audience that you wish you had, and then find a way to make them look like a hero or partner with them in some way. Right. Yeah. And that, that's what you did. And you got, I think you shared with me, you spent maybe a day researching who those people were, the coffee influencers of the world. And then you reached out to a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. like, would you get sent them a gift basket? I think, yeah, we or? sent them samples, asked them to review it. Um, most of them said no, probably about 98% say no, but all you really need is a couple, a couple big ones. Um, and those big bloggers and those big news reporters, they'll read e what each other are writing about and then they write about it. Um, so if you get if one person writes about you, a hundred people will. And that's how, you know, we initially had our first big break on good morning America and NPR was NPR. one of them. Just all these big media outlets calling you. You said you, you're too busy. You turned down. Who was it you turned down? Apple, I think. You were just too busy that week or one I, of them. I think so. It was, it was, it was a I was doing interviews you nonstop for days. Pound. And uh, if, so, guys, if you go to Pick Mike Brown, we, we used that to help promote the Super Bowl voting, but we've gone ahead and held on to that domain name, Pick Mike Brown. That tells the story in more detail because I could do this like for another two hours, but we've <laughs> got the schedule. Keep got to keep oh, us yeah. moving, man. But Mike says he's going to hang out with me a little bit after lunch back here for as long as he can. 
uh, at the table back in the corner here. So if you have some questions for him, it'd be awesome. But let's give Mike a big hand. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hey, that was some pretty cool stuff, wasn't it? I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed being there with Mike in front of that audience and just sharing his incredible story. Many good lessons in there. Did you notice how he called email his number one asset? I thought that was pretty telling and pretty interesting. You know, Mike was actually part of, as we talked about in the recording, he was part of the first ever mastermind group that I did. And we're in the process of forming that kind of thing again, possibly with our community, with Brett and I, and maybe some virtual mastermind things that are in development right now. You want to be sure and stay tuned with our community as we develop these concepts out. So you have the opportunity to spend some time with Brett and the other coaches on my team and the leaders in our community and me. We get together, maybe do some webinars, small group type of stuff where we can meet together virtually and work on your business. Now, I'm not promising that we'll build you to the size that we were able to build Mike's business, but we do have a lot of success stories in our community, and I'd love to help you build your business. So be sure to stay tuned with what all we have going on. If you go to silentgym.com, that's the home of our podcast, yes, but it's also where you can sign up for our newsletter. You'll also find a link there to join our Facebook community. Both of those things are free. You can check us out a little bit and see if maybe taking the next step towards investing in a course or maybe some coaching or maybe some smaller group mentoring and masterminds. Maybe some of that makes more sense for you. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback. Hey, if you jump over to silentgym.com, you can also see a link there where we give instructions on how you can help make sure that this show continues to roll forward with huge momentum. We need your feedback. We need reviews on iTunes specifically, and we definitely appreciate when you do that for us. But hey, until next time, Until the next broadcast, it is truly an honor sitting behind this microphone and serving you. I hope you feel inspired. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel like you've been informed and empowered to go do some really cool stuff using the internet in creative ways to grow incredible income streams. That's my job, to teach you that stuff. All right, so we'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for joining us. 